0: This is Health Yeah!, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness and medical world with Monica Robbins. Spring has
1: sprung and right around the corner is misery for many, spring allergies. Today, we tackle everything to do with seasonal allergies, from what over-the-counter meds work to when you should start taking them. Spoiler alert, the answer is now to the big reason behind why your allergies seem to be getting worse every year and the nasty bugs and bacteria in your home right now that could be aggravating your symptoms. Don't say we didn't warn you, they're gross. But we have our best prescription for life when it comes to dealing with allergy season, straight ahead. and welcome to Prescription for Life. I'm your host, Monica Robbins, and this is the health and wellness show where we try to answer all your questions about the everyday problems we all deal with, like today's hot topic allergies. According to the Asthma and Allergy Foundation, more than 50 million people in the U.S. suffer from allergies. In fact, it's the sixth leading cause of chronic illness in America. And it's not just all the stuff floating in the air. We are going to tackle it all today. Coming up, I sit down with a specialist from Cleveland Clinic to get some really specific advice on everything from what medications work best to how to even know what's causing your sniffles. Is it your dog or the dogwood tree outside but first let's get an overview of the problem and some simple solutions from reporter Tricia Hendricks at our Scottsdale station 12 news
0: Springtime is just around the corner. And you know what that means? Those ornery allergies will be back. Sneezing, coughing. Dr. Kieran G. Colsa with Premier Allergy Asthma and Immunology in Scottsdale says if you suffer from allergies, you're far from alone. Over 50 million people in the US suffer with springtime allergies. In fact, new CDC data shows nearly a third of Americans have at least one allergy, according to this year's National Health Interview survey. It says 26% of adults had a seasonal allergy, about 7% had eczema and about 6% had a food allergy in 2021. The best way to do this is to monitor your symptoms. But Dr. Colsa says you can limit the seasonal allergy symptoms before they even start. Start taking it before your symptoms hit. First, you'll want to pick up some antihistamines in a pillared nasal spray form. A neti pot can help some people, but you have to use distilled or sterile water. You can run into some real problems if the water isn't distilled or sterile. It allows you to flush out your sinuses, and doing so can decrease inflammation if you don't get any relief she says you can add a steroid nasal spray some of them are available over the counter if you have any questions about what kind give your doctor a call and allows you to breathe better and even though we've had some great weather days for cracking the windows open she says it's best to keep the outside air out of your home in the spring And keep your car windows rolled up so you're not exposing yourself to pollen. If you are outside at a baseball game or just lounging outside, come back in and just rinse yourself off. Dr. Colsa says if you follow these steps, you should be able to minimize those symptoms and make it a better season overall. You can feel better. In Scottsdale, Trisha Hendricks, 12 News.
1: So those are the basics, but for the deeper dive, I sat down with an expert to answer all of your questions. Take a look. We are joined now by Dr. Sandra Hong, who is the chair of the Cleveland Clinic Allergy Department.
2: So glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me this morning.
1: All right. Is it too early to talk about allergies right now?
2: It is never too early to talk about allergies, Monica. Um, This is exactly the time I tell our patients to start thinking about their allergist. I say Valentine's Day is about the right time to think about us because we're right around the corner from spring allergies popping up. And that's when we start to get all of those symptoms that make everyone so miserable. You know, all of the itching, the sneezing, the drippy nose, the drippy eyes. Um, And sometimes people can start having coughing and wheezing and shortness of breath at this time of the year, too.
1: Oh, and they may not understand why. Has the weather played a part? Because I saw my daffodils are already
2: starting to come up. That's exactly it. So we do think that uh, pollen and the weather are going to be uh, a bigger deal as time goes on. So kind of uh, the global warming will actually cause longer pollen seasons and actually maybe even more pollen. So people with allergies may end up getting more symptoms uh, for longer. And so they might be more miserable
1: So I know there are, you know, the spring allergies everybody talks about, but there are more than just those out. Kind of give me the laundry list of how many different
2: allergens are there? Oh my gosh, so there are year-round allergies and then there's seasonal allergies. So when we're talking about the year-round allergies, we're talking about dust mites, we're talking about molds, and then we're talking about our furry animals. Um, Cockroaches can also be in that mix, um, mice, any of those types of things. And then seasonally, what we're talking about are things like tree season. And I usually describe it to my patients as the springtime. So right when it starts to warm up, right around now, until when the kids go out for um, summer break. So about Memorial Day to Labor Day is my summer grass season and then from Labor Day to the first good snowfall is actually the weed season. And so it just kind of goes around the year and then we'll have peaks and valleys throughout all of those seasons.
1: We never get a break is what you're saying? Never get a break. So how does someone know if they're dealing
2: with allergies if they've never had that issue before? Because can you develop them? Absolutely, so you can develop them, but a lot of times people will actually have them kind of when they're younger. And what's interesting to me is very frequently, a lot of people don't really recognize that that's what they have because this is just what they've been living with all their lives. And very frequently they have family members that also have allergies. So very frequently when you have year-round allergies, you'll actually kind of wake up in the morning stuffy and congested. You might be someone who gets more sinus infections, more bronchitis, uh, more coughing fits. Um, You're kind of sicker than your friends are. And then seasonally, you'll actually get periods of time where, gosh, every spring, I actually get itching, I'm sneezy, I seem to get um, a lot more drainage, and I keep getting these colds, but they last for months as opposed to just a couple weeks. I'm
1: glad you brought up colds. We have colds, we have COVID, we have allergies that are coming. How do you tell the difference?
2: Yeah, so it can be difficult for people. Um, One, it will last longer. So this will be something that recurs every single year. So every spring, I kind of get this. um, There'll be a lot more sneezing and itching. So itchy eyes, itchy nose, kind of. Sometimes people have that back of their mouths being itchy and their ears will be itchy. So that'll be a trigger for me to think, Yes, that might be a little bit more. You really won't have the fevers. So there won't be the high temperatures people get. You really don't get the aches and the pains that you can kind of see with um, COVID. And then again, it won't last long. What about postnasal drip? Yes. So postnasal drip is just a lot of that mucus kind of rolling down the back of your throat. So with most people, what the symptom is, is a lot of clearing of their throat. So just kind of constantly clearing the throat when they're talking, when they're interacting, just clearing their throat a lot. And um, it's basically just all that drainage and we're creating lots of mucus and it's just draining down the back of our throats.
1: All right, prevention. What do we need to be doing now to deal with both seasonal and those indoor allergies?
2: Yeah, so there are so many different things. I actually tell my patients, like, it's threefold. One is avoidance. Two are medications and three are things like allergy shots or something called sublingual immunotherapy. So avoidance. Uh, So year-round things. I think pets are really important in this kind of arena. So even if you're not allergic to your pet, the problem is that if you have your pets and they're outdoor animals, If they come in and you sleep with them, they're basically bringing in the pollen from outside. So you're sleeping with that tree that they've been outside going to the bathroom during the springtime. So you can have all of that that you're in contact with. But in addition to it, if you're allergic to the dog, then that actually adds more to your symptoms. So typically, I'd say try to keep the pets outside of your um, bedroom at least. I would say that lots of weekly washing of your dogs um, and then and cats, if you can, lots of vacuuming um, of the rooms. If you've got dust mite allergies, dust mite covers around all of the, um, the pillows and the mattress, and then seasonally. Um, I very frequently will ask for people to make sure that they try to use air conditioning, keep the windows closed if they can, um, take a shower before climbing into bed at nighttime, uh, and don't dry any clothing outside because they'll just bring it in. Yeah, that's a
1: great point. I, I have every allergy under the sun, and I always wipe my face
2: before going to bed, and you can feel like the pollen is is on your face. Absolutely, and if you come in being miserable from um, being outdoors, exactly, you've been gardening, you had a day outside, your eyes are itchy, I would absolutely say to do that. Come on in, take a shower, um, definitely take a shower before climbing into bed at night, and change your clothes um, so you're not just You know, going to bed with all of that.
1: There are a zillion allergy medications out there. Absolutely. So, what should people choose? Should you try one, test them out, or, you know, how does one decide? Because now they're over the counter. Absolutely. So, how does one decide which would be best
2: for them? Yeah. So, I think it makes it so much easier for patients having them over the counter because they can try. Um, We typically consider the nasal steroids. Uh, the number one treatment for allergies i would actually say they're very similar in all honesty so um, i would say one is very similar to another Um, you can use the antihistamine nose sprays and add them on if you're still having lots of symptoms and then the -the over-the-counter antihistamines i typically say they're pretty similar. Some can be a little bit more sedating and make you sleepy as opposed to the others. Um, But those I would have you try one versus the other because some could be better for you than another brand.
1: For those who have year round allergies, can you take those medications every day year round?
2: You can, you can. I typically don't feel like you need the antihistamines year round unless you're itching and sneezing. The antihistamines work great if those are your symptoms. So if you've got a lot of like itch, like itchy eyes, itchy nose, itchy throat, and a lot of sneezing, those are fantastic. If it's more stuffiness and nasal congestion, the nasal steroids work a lot better for those symptoms. Can
1: can you build a tolerance to those medications though?
2: You know, I typically feel like it's, you don't really build a tolerance, it's actually people go through Phases. And so either there are more allergens out there or you've come into contact with different things or maybe you caught a virus. And so a lot of times people will change their medications because they're not working as well. But I think that sometimes it might be the pollens that are outdoors at that time. And if these aren't working for you, I would absolutely see an allergist because there are so many options for you at that point. Allergy shots can be extremely effective for people. 80% of people will say, gosh, I am so glad I did this because my life is so much different right now. And then the other thing that's interesting are sublingual immunotherapy. And that's actually where we have these tiny little um, kind of pills, uh, wafers that we put under our tongue during certain times of the year for like If you're grass allergic, if you're ragweed allergic specifically, or if you're dust mite allergic, and they're out there specifically for those three um, types of allergens out there, but they can be extremely successful and you could do those at home. So you don't even have to come into the allergist's office once a week.
1: How do you find out though if if, if I call an allergist mm-hmm. and I want to go in and get tested because I'm not exactly sure
2: what I might be allergic give me the protocol how does it work perfect so I would actually say you would absolutely find an allergist and they would actually bring you in typically and have a conversation to find out you know what's bringing you in a lot of times people with allergies can have other things that are bothering them that people aren't even aware of. They can have eczema, which is really itchy skins, usually where we bend, uh, like our knees and our elbows. They can also have asthma. So 40% of people can actually have like coughing and wheezing and shortness of breath that they've never really put together, that it's actually, you know, basically allergies that are spurring on difficulty breathing. And so this is where your allergist can help kind of tease out what's allergies, is it affecting you in other ways, and then at that point in time they can do testing. And there's typically two different types of testing. One is actually by skin testing, and they'll basically do tiny little scratches on your skin and they may follow up with tiny little shots. Um, And the great thing about that is it's Mm -hmm very very good about picking up what you're allergic to and you get the uh, results immediately so that we can tell you gosh this is what you're allergic to this is how I would take care of it. Um, The other way is we can actually do blood work and that can actually that'll take a little bit longer to come back but absolutely a different way to actually get um, testing to find out if you're allergic. Can you cure allergies. You know, so I would say that uh, the way that we would come closest to curing allergies is actually like allergy shots or the sublingual. Um, And yes, there are definitely people that can actually say, you know, my mom made me do shots when I was a teenager for three years, and I'm 70 now, and I never had problems again. So there are definitely people out there that can have amazing results with their allergy shots, um, and that's what we're always going for. Final
1: thoughts, the most common mistake people make and the thing that you wish everybody knew about allergies?
2: Gosh, that they could feel better. Like, I think that a lot of people don't realize that they don't have to suffer um, from their allergies and that there are so many different things that we could do. Allergies actually keep people from being the best that they can be. It keeps them from working extremely well. It keeps kids from being able to focus. They can't sleep at night really well. Um, A lot of times they can't participate in sports and be the best athlete that they can be. Um, Allergies actually contribute to that. And if we can actually get that to the best that they can do, they could be the best they could be. Great point, Dr. Hong, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for inviting me.
1: Great information there from Dr. Hong. You heard her mention climate change and how it could be making allergy season longer and your allergies worse. We dug into that a bit more. Take a look. As the weather warms, Michaela Martin braces for the stuffy nose, watery eyes, and headaches that come with allergy season.
0: I definitely notice my allergies change when the seasons either come earlier or we kind of have a little bit of a surprise spring, then go back to winter and then back to spring again.
1: If you feel that way, you're not alone. Allergists are now pointing to climate change as a reason. The
0: Time between our thaw and our
3: freeze is much longer, and so the plants have longer to reproduce and produce more pollen during that time. At the same time, increased development and traffic in large cities also promotes higher pollen counts. It's really common to see ragweed along roadways um, that ragweed feeds off of the sunlight and also the car exhaust. So those are the two ingredients to make more ragweed pollen. In the last three years, scientists identified more than 100 new allergens, impacting a
1: lot of new sufferers.
3: The presence of having one allergy also means that the machinery or the cells and the immune system are already primed to create allergy. Attack it early, minimize exposure, use long-acting over-the-counter allergy meds, and for those with severe allergies, consider immunotherapy like allergy shots. If we're able to start allergy medications and treatments early, we really keep those horses in the barn and get a much better control of symptoms with less medication. Michaela got the shots and can now embrace beautiful weather.
1: So we can blame global warming for some of our allergies, but there could be other factors much closer to home, like in your bed, ew. Yeah, CeCe Gaines from our station Care 11 in Minneapolis tells us more about the gross things inside our homes that could be making our sneezes and sniffles worse. And they are gross, don't say I didn't warn you.
4: It's hard to ignore the downside of spring. The sneezing, watery eyes, runny nose, better known as sneaky spring sickness. As allergens from the outside attack us, did you know there are dangerous allergens, bugs and bacteria in your home right now that are also contributing to your spring allergies? Uh, Don't worry, Paula Scovira with AdvantaClean says there are ways you can prevent those germs and allergens from invading your home. There's so much bacteria on the bottom of your shoes. So taking your shoes off every time you come inside, especially if you have little kids that are crawling on your floors. She also recommends wiping off purses and backpacks with a microfiber cloth or disinfectant Next on the list, your bedroom. If you think you're sleeping alone, think again. You share your bed with millions of dust mites that carry a lot of nasty allergens. So what can you do? When you get up in the morning, pull your sheets back and let your bed air out for about 20 to 30 minutes. It's also a good idea to wash your bed sheets in hot water and vacuum your bed every once in a while. And what about air quality? Your house has been closed up all winter and the same air has been circulating. Definitely change the air filter in your furnace and get your air ducts cleaned if it's been several years. Everything that is circulated by your HVAC system ends up being things that you breathe in your home. Lastly, turn down that temp. Keeping your home between 68 and 72 and keeping the relative humidity in your home down around 50. You don't want it getting any higher than that because again, it'll be a humid environment that mold and bacteria love to grow and it'll affect your breathing as well. CeCe Gaines, CARE11 News.
1: If that's not another reason to do that spring cleaning, I don't know what is. If you take anything from today's show, it's that it is not too early to start treating your seasonal allergies, even if you haven't had a sniffle yet. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Prescription for Life. We'll be right back here next week for another episode where we're going to look at the weight loss medication craze. You don't want to miss that one. Until then, thanks for joining us. I'm Monica Robbins. See you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into Health Yeah! Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Like and follow my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Find video podcasts at Monica Robbins channel on YouTube. And please subscribe. Wishing you great health and hope to see you again soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Health Yeah! with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios.